Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As an Adult, the podcast where we review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week, I'll be reviewing 1994's Three Ninjas Kickback. Alright guys, and welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is the first episode of 2022 of I Watch This As An Adult Movie Podcast. And man, the last week of 2021 was kind of a doozy. I got a story to tell you guys. <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys real quick before I get into all this movie uh, movie talk. Um, Your boy thought he had COVID, everybody. <laughs> Your boy thought he had the COVID-19. Because uh, this is uh, this is this is the story. I'm going to I'm going to here's a story. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys the fucking story. Um, so I took my wife to go see Spider-Man No Way Home on like Christmas Eve. And it was a pretty packed theater. Right, it was it was pretty packed. It was, it was, it was, there was a lot of people there not wearing masks. I live in I live in Texas, by the way. I live in Texas, and Texas really don't give a shit about COVID. But, but you know, it really don't. Uh, Texas is like Florida when it comes to COVID, and just like fuck it. But uh, but so there was a lot of people there not wearing masks. Me and my wife had masks on. Me and my wife had masks off, but also we were like vaxxed, right? We got vaxxed. We got that. We got that Johnson and Johnson in our system. So we were kind of like, oh, you know, we, we were like, oh, we, you know, well, take your mask off. And we were eating. I think we were like eating popcorn and shit. So we had our masks off. And uh, I was eating. I was eating. I was eating popcorn, and she was eating like something else. I think she had like cinnamon rolls or some shit. But uh, <laughs> at the movie theater, and she was eating like cinnamon rolls, and I was eating popcorn. And so we had our mask off. And so, not gonna lie, I heard someone in the back cough up something wicked. I heard somebody. They're just like. <laughs> and i'm kind of like what the fuck nobody else was startled by this i turned around i'm like what the fuck man shit uh because this out of all the people that were there they had to be at least i want to say maybe 70 people in the movie theater maybe 70 if that's the capacity, I'm not sure. Dad, it was. A, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, not gonna put past that. It was like maybe 70 people. Maybe I'm gonna say round off to like maybe 50. It, the, at the lowest, it's 50. 50 people in the movie theater. So, so out of all 50 of those people, one of them got fucking COVID. One of them got this fucking Omicron that's going around. Uh, so, I'm like, oh, shit. So, like, this was a Friday. 
I was cool Saturday. Saturday, I was cool, enjoyed Christmas, you know, with my family and everything. Uh, watch my daughter, watch my daughter get excited. I built it. I built like a dollhouse for, for her, and she was like, "Oh, wow, dollhouse and shit." And uh, so, uh, it wasn't until like the next day. I did some chores. I was cleaning. I was cleaning up around the house, and you know, I was like, it, "My my wife designates clean designates me cleaning the bathroom. She leaves the bathroom to me for some reason. She doesn't like to clean the bathroom. She wants me to do it, and I'm just like, I'm too fucking busy to clean the bathroom. You know, <laughs> like I got shit to do. <laughs> you know, I, you gotta clean the bathroom. <laughs> but like, I I just, I just happen to be like, fine, I'll clean the goddamn bathroom. So I cleaned the bathroom out. Usually, uh, when I clean the bathroom, I use bleach, and the bleach sets off my allergies, is what happens, the bleach sets off my allergies, and so I just start the sneezing, and the coughing, and and, 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 then the runny nose, and all of this stuff, so, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm like, this might be allergies, and then, after a while, I'm like, Cause like usually the allergies last a day, a day or two, right? And so it started off Sunday night. I'm like, oh yeah, these allergies is kicking in. I had it all Monday. Did not go. I was supposed to go to work. Did not go to work. I stayed. I pretty much stayed home that whole goddamn week. Really, I was like, shit, I am sick. But um. So like Monday, I was like, oh yeah, like it's good. Like I'm still sick. That that's to be expected. The Tuesday rolls around. I'm like, I'm still sick. What the fuck, you know? And then Wednesday rolls around. I'm like, I'm still sick, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> and then Thursday rolls around, and I'm like, I'm like, all that stuff goes away, but I got a headache. I got a pounding, splitting headache, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, I didn't really feel good till about like Friday, and Friday is when I got the test. I went and got the test. I went and got COVID. I went and got COVID tested on Friday. Uh, they say 24 hours. I haven't heard anything yet, so I'm assuming I'm clean. I'm assuming I'm clean because I haven't heard anything yet from these people. They have my phone number. They have my email address. I haven't heard anything. I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to see if this like they if they do this like HIV or AIDS, you know? Cause like when when you find out when, when you find out that you're HIV or AIDS uh, negative, you find out you're HIV negative. They don't call you. That's how you know that you're negative. <laughs> That's how you know you don't have HIV. Uh, I'm I'm guessing. It's like that with this. I'm guessing it's just like, hey, if you don't have COVID, they're not going to tell you. They're just like, we ain't got no reason to fucking tell you that you're negative. So, I'm going to leave it like that. I'm going to leave it at that. So, I, I guess I'm negative. I guess I'm negative. I'm feeling a bit better. I'm feeling a bit better. Like uh, like I said, Friday, I was feeling good. Yesterday, I was feeling good. I got a little bit of congestion today, If you if you can hear it in my voice right now. But I don't know, maybe because the weather just changed, it just went from like fucking 80 degrees to like 39 degrees <laughs> over here right now. And maybe it's maybe it's that weather climate, the climate change, you know, sometimes that sets sets me off and makes me sick also. 
But um Yeah man That was Your boy Your boy thought he was the fuck out of here man <laughs> You know I know I know like They're saying like This Omnicron is not as I'm like It's it, It's not as powerful As the original COVID uh, because like I, I, don't, I haven't really heard a lot of people dying from Omicron. I don't want to be one of those people like, oh, Omicron ain't real, you know. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be one because I, I think it's very real. I'm, uh, I, I take all my precautions, but as much as I can, I take all my precautions as much as I can. And in my day job, I work with people. Like, I, I work with people all the time, you know. So I'm around people. I'm outside all the time, you know. So like. I, I'm taking all the precautions. I keep my mask on and wash my hands and all that shit. But, um, yeah, man, this one's, they're saying that this one's not as strong. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing like little, little light articles and stuff saying that it's not that strong. Uh, but, and so like, and when you have a vaccine, when you're vaccinated, it's like, you, it goes through you like the flu. So pretty much you got, you got the flu. You know, pretty much. And it'll just, like, go... It'll just, like, pass through you. So, I'm not worried that I'm gonna die. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm not worried that I'm gonna die. But it was... It was a little... It was a little nerve-wracking. It was like, oh, shit, I might have caught the COVID. <laughs> you know <what> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, man. Let's, that was my story of how I... Thought I had COVID-19. Let's... You know what? After that, I'm gonna go take. I'm gonna take a break. I'm gonna take a break, and I'll be back with my uh, best and uh, worst list of uh, 2021 after these messages. All right, guys, welcome back to the show gonna give you guys my uh worst and best list of movies of 2021 i shouldn't say worst or best i shouldn't say that because i try my best i try my best to stay away from movies that i know are gonna be terrible i try my best to stay away from movies that i know are gonna be terrible so i'm not gonna say this is just like a this is a best and worst list of uh, 2021. The worst list, I'm gonna say, it's movies I was disappointed with. You know, it's movies that I was disappointed with. I was like, oh man, I thought, I thought this could be better. There's only like one movie on here. Excuse me. There's only like one movie on here that I know is bad. And I, I knew walking into it, it was gonna be bad, but I gave it a chance. And I was like, mm, yep. You are what I thought you were going to be. You know, there's only one movie on here that 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 has that distinction. You may say, but yeah, I'm like most of the most of the most of the movies on the worst list are movies I was just disappointed with. I was like, you should have been better. You know, you're just you're just lackluster. You're a lackluster movie. Um, the other movies are best. These are movies that I thought were just like fantastic. These are movies I thought were great. Um, let's get into the worst list. Uh, a caveat on this. A caveat on this. What does it tell you? Let you guys know. I haven't seen every movie in 2021, so just let you guys know. 
Okay, so like these th- these are the movies that I saw in 2021. I, I didn't see every movie this year. Didn't go to the theater a lot. Also, that's another caveat. I didn't go to the theater a lot this year because of of, of COVID. I was I was afraid of the COVID. Go back and listen to my COVID story. You'll <laughs> you'll uh you'll have a follow up on that. But uh, <laughs> if you if you came back from the COVID story, but um anyway. Like I was, I was scared. Of, I, was, I was, I was, I was, I was afraid of getting the COVID, so I didn't go to the theater a lot this year. So a lot of these movies, a lot of these movies are from streaming services, you know, Netflix, HBO Max, Hulu, uh, Amazon Prime, you know, all that stuff, you know. So a lot of these movies are from there. Only a couple of these movies I actually went to go see in the theaters. Okay, so bear with me there. Let's get into the list. Let's get into my worst, well, disappointing, most disappointing movies of 2021. Number 10 is uh, Army of the Dead. It was, it was a movie. Now, before I say that, before I say anything, I enjoyed Dawn of the Dead. Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead is one of my, one of my favorite horror movies. It's one of my favorite horror movies. I loved Dawn of the Dead, the Dawn of the Dead that Zack Snyder did in 2004, which is probably going to get a, uh, a episode somewhere down the line. Uh, when I when maybe in horror month, in horror month, like you can expect Dawn of the Dead to be up there one of these days. Uh, because I enjoyed that movie. I enjoyed that movie a lot. So when they said that Zack Snyder was coming back to do army of the dead i was like all right yeah i'm like this is gonna be dope yeah let's do it they were like i was like they got dave batista here you know like he's he's playing the lead oh like i like batista as an actor you know like the guardians of the galaxy like he's not that bad in blade runner and all this other shit you know like he's 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 doing his damn thing He's, he's doing the damn thing so i get here and it's just not that good it's it's just that's why it's number 10 like it's disappointing but it didn't disappoint me as much as these other movies did it's just didn't make any like the movie didn't make any sense that's what made me mad like the movie didn't make make any sense i didn't like the uh i didn't like the ending you know it's just a just a just a bunch of things in there, like just Zach, like this is what happens. Like kind of like this is what happens on the bad side of things when you let Zack Snyder do his thing. Pretty much, this is what happens when you let Zack Snyder run wild and it and it's fucking terrible. <laughs> That's just it. There's nothing much I can say about Army of the Dead. It's just it just disappointed me. It's not it's not that good of a movie. And then they had another one that came out, like, I think like later, uh, in 2021 called army of thieves. And I was just like, fuck that. You know, <laughs> I am not watching that. I did not even, I didn't really enjoy army of the dead. So why would I enjoy army of thieves? I'm just saying, uh, number nine is, uh, coming to America, coming to number two America. Uh, it was just, it was just an unnecessary sequel. That's all it was. It was an unnecessary sequel. Uh, I know it was, after 
this is what disappointed me about this. This is what disappointed me about this movie. After Eddie Murphy came back with Dolomite is my name. Dolomite, my name is don't Dolomite in my name. Dolomite is my name. <laughs> is such a fantastic movie. It's a fantastic movie. It's so good that when they, they announced coming to America, and it's from the same director of Dolomite is my name, uh, Craig Brewer. I believe Craig Brewer uh, directed coming to America. So like, it was kind of like, hey man, he did a good job on Dolomite is my name. I like the first coming to America. You put those two together, this should be fine. Nope. <laughs> nope. It's just very, it's just very unnecessary. They don't explain why some of these characters are still alive. Like the, the barbershop dudes, the barbershop dudes should be dead right now. I think they had Reverend Brown in here. Reverend Brown should be dead. You know, like all those characters, all those characters should be dead. It's, it's just, it, it was, it was just unnecessary. I'm like, I'm not going to stay on these movies very long explaining explaining these movies. It was just unnecessary. It's an unnecessary sequel. That's how I felt about it. Number eight, uh, Red Notice. I was just disappointed in Red Notice because it's just the same old, same old. You know, it's just the same old, same old. It's just a very mid-tier action movie. It was just very mid-tier. Uh, you got uh, Dwayne Johnson doing doing Dwayne Johnson. You got Ryan Reynolds up in here just doing Ryan Reynolds things, just being snarky. And that shit's starting to get on my fucking nerves, actually. It's starting to get on my goddamn nerves. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm like, Ryan Reynolds being snarky and, 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 and smart-mouthed. It's starting to get on my fucking nerves. It's just... Mm. Well, you know, uh, you can always go on Expedia. Whatever the fuck he was saying. You know, like, just, just doing that voice. The, the sassy, the sassy, egotistical uh, voice is just is grating on me. It's getting old, you know. But I, I got, I got, I kind of got tired of it by Deadpool too. Deadpool two uh, was not as good as Deadpool one, and it was mainly because Ryan went Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds just snarkiness just ruined that whole goddamn movie for me. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and like he did this here in Red Notice, like his snarkiness just ruined this movie. Uh, Gal Gadot's good to look at. Like Gal Gadot's always good to look at, but she ain't the best actress. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> she ain't the best actress. But she 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 tries. By God, she fucking tries. <laughs> but yeah, man, like Red Notice at number eight, it was just a just a paint by numbers ass action movie. That's all it was. Number seven, I got Fatherhood. Fatherhood by, uh, with Kevin Hart. I'm sorry. Fatherhood with Kevin Hart. This movie here, it was just another, just another mid-tier, middle-of-the-road type of movie. Uh, it was Kevin Hart trying his best to be serious. Got another one of those coming up pretty soon, by the way. Got another one of those coming up pretty soon on this list. Um, this Kevin Hart trying to be serious. Um, he tries his best. He really, really tries. You can tell that he really wants to be a serious actor here, but he does not knock it out of the park here. And I was looking forward to this movie. 
that's the thing. I was looking forward to this movie. I saw like the trailer for it. I'm like, oh, this should be good. And it's just, it's just very mid. This is very middle of the road type movie. You know, got uh, Deanna Wise in here. He and Deanna Wise have no chemistry whatsoever in this movie as love interests. You know, they, they, they do not. I think I talked about this in my fatherhood uh, review. I reviewed fatherhood by itself. I reviewed the movie. It's like on one of my other uh, retro reviews. Because like, I usually review... If you're, if you're new to this podcast, I usually review a new movie or a new TV show. And then I review the old retro thing that I, that this whole episode is about. That's, that's the format of the show. But I reviewed fatherhood. And... I think I talked about that, the, the, the chemistry between uh, Kevin Hart and Deanna Wise. Well, I was just like, Deanna Wise, it, it, she's not even looking at Kevin Hart. <laughs> she doesn't even look. If you look, if you go watch that movie and every scene that Kevin Hart and Deanna Wise are in are in together. Is it Deanna or DeWanda? I think I'm saying her name right. I think it's DeWanda. DeWanda Wise. I'm sorry. I'm saying her name. I've been saying Deanna. <laughs> DeWanda, DeWanda Wise. Every scene that Kevin Hart and DeWanda Wise are in, you could you could tell there's no chemistry because DeWanda Wise never looks Kevin Hart in the eye. She never looks him in the face. And I was like, what type of what type of what the type of love interest are you? You don't you don't look at the look the guy in the face. I was like I was like yeah this ain't working for me. I was like, that's one of the reasons I was like, this, this is, this movie sucks. You know what I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, fatherhood at number seven. Number six is with, without re- remorse. Ugh, I should have put this higher, but another mid-tier movie, another fucking middle-of-the-road-ass movie with Michael B. Jordan in it. Uh, just... Just trying too hard to be a badass, you know. He wasn't my problem, actually, in this movie. There's, there's just a lot of things wrong with this movie. Like, but like, he was like my problem. Uh, you had um, you had a uh, Jody Smith Turner in this movie. She's a bad actress. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say, <laughs> Jody Smith. Jody Smith Turner is a bad actress. She she's not she's not she she doesn't have it. She doesn't have it. Is it? I'm saying everybody's name wrong, am I? <laughs> I'm just saying everybody's name wrong. Like I said, Deanna Wise is Wanda Wise. Uh, Jody Turner Smith. I'm sorry, I said it's Jody Smith Turner. Jody Turner Smith. Jody Jody Turner Smith does she does not have it. She is so wooden. She is so fucking wooden in this movie. She is just a beautiful girl. Beautiful. But she does not have it. She she is she's wooden. She's stiff. You know. Oh god. I'm just she she doesn't have it. Like I said, Michael B. Jordan. Just trying too hard to be a badass. You know, trying too hard to be a fucking badass in this movie. It's just paint by numbers. Another paint by numbers ass movie. Without remorse. Number six. <laughs> Move on. Uh, number five. I'm I, I, I'm kind of stretching it for this one because it's not exactly a movie, but 
if you watch the whole thing, it could be a movie. Number five is True Story. <laughs> Another movie with Kevin Hart trying to be serious. This one has Wesley Snipes in it, though, also. It's just, it's just a very, just very convoluted. It was just very fucking convoluted. I thought this was a movie, but it's a goddamn miniseries. I think it's like, I think it was like six episodes. And I was like, this shit doesn't need to be six episodes. This doesn't need to be six episodes. It doesn't. I'm sorry. It doesn't need to be six episodes. Uh, the, the, the problem that they have could have been cleared up in like 20 minutes. Problem could have been uh, cleaned up in 20 minutes. There was no need for seven episodes of this bullshit. There was just no fucking need. I'm like, there's people in here that do a good job. You know, Weston Snipes does a good job. Billy Zane's in here. Billy Zane's good for the time he's in here. Uh, Theo Razi. Uh, if you know him, he played Juice in Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> Uh, he's he's damn good in this. I was like, he's the he's kind of like the MVP of this whole thing, Theo, Theo Razi. Uh, he's he's really good in this. He's playing he's kind of playing against type, but not really, because he's kind of still kind of a psychopath. But he's kind of like this kind of like uh gentle autistic psychopath. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like he's he's like he's autistic, kind of like on the spectrum, but he's obsessed with Kevin Hart's character. Uh, who is a comedian, by the way? Uh, but yeah, man, it's just a lot of things in here that shouldn't be. Kevin Hart up here trying to be Kevin Hart trying to be fucking serious is not is not is not working out for me. <laughs> it's really not. Uh, the ending is dumb. The way this whole thing ends, it's just really stupid. You know, just it's not good. <laughs> True story number five. Number four, I got Mortal Kombat. Very, very disappointed in this movie. Like I said, this, a lot of these movies are movies that I wanted to see that they disappointed me. Mortal Kombat was like the biggest disappointment of 2021 to me. One of the biggest disappointments of 2021 to me. It's just, I didn't expect that movie to be so mid-tier. Like, you, you see, you see a you see a pattern here? I told you. I was like, this is movies that disappointed me. This stuff that's just very middle of the road. Um, Mortal Kombat really disappointed me, man. It's just very middle of the road. Very mid-tier. We follow this character that's not even in the game. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we follow this dude. Uh, I forgot the nigga name. I forgot this motherfucking name now. Cole Young. We follow Cole Young. I'm like, this dude is not even in the goddamn game. Maybe he'll be a DLC now. <laughs> or maybe they'll put him in Mortal Kombat. How many Mortal Kombat's we had now? We had like 12. Maybe they'll put him in like Mortal Kombat 12 or whatever the fuck. Now that he's in the movie, I guess. So he'd be like, now, now he's in the game. <laughs> Midway could be like, now he's in the game. You see, 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 he's in the game. Like, you can't, you can't use that excuse anymore. We put him in the game now. But, um... But yeah, man, this movie just very, very, very mid-tier. They try to they try to get you with the blood and guts, and it's just not working. Like the blood and guts that they actually do, 
not all that not all that horrifying. You know, and it mostly happens to CGI characters. <laughs> you know, Reptile getting his fucking heart ripped out. He's a fucking puppet. And like, that was a dude in a fucking lizard suit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was a dude in a lizard suit or a lizard puppet that got his fucking heart ripped out. Like, I don't feel no impact in that. Uh, Goro getting his fucking shit, uh, getting his shit cut up. I mean, like, I ain't feel nothing on that. Nateria getting her shit uh, getting her shit cut up, like, I ain't feel for that either, you know, none of that shit I felt, you know, it's like, it's just a bunch of characters that are either CGI or I don't give a shit about that got killed, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, if you wanna, if you wanna watch a real Mortal Kombat movie, watch, uh, Scorpion's Revenge, that's dope, uh, I gotta check out that new one, they got a new one out called, uh, Mortal Kombat, uh, I think it's called, like, Battle for the Realms or some shit like that, I gotta check that one out, uh, I saw a scene in there where, like, fucking, uh, I saw a scene in there where, like, fucking Striker gets his fucking head ripped off, man, I was like, yo, good God, I was like, see, shit like that, that stakes, you know, that stakes, that's what I'm talking about, that's the type of shit I wanna see in a Mortal Kombat movie, you know, the shit's rated R, do some rated R shit, okay, have like a dude get his fucking head ripped off like like that was dope but um and you feel sorry for him too you feel sorry man. like i was watching that i was like damn i feel sorry for striker man and like he got his, he got his fucking head ripped off you could tell like he had fear in his eyes when it fucking happened but uh, you know <laughs> but this movie doesn't have that this movie doesn't have that just so fucking middle of the road the, the Scorpion Sub-Zero fight, that's in, that's at the end, they make uh, Sub-Zero like he's a fucking, like, horror creature or something like that, <laughs> like he's fucking Michael Myers or some shit, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they play him off like that, it's just, I didn't care for this movie, I didn't care for this movie at all, um, number three, uh, Space Jam A New Legacy, that's self-explanatory, <laughs> you know <laughs> It's just like that movie was just a fucking that movie was just a fucking big ass commercial for Warner Brothers. That's all it was. It was a big ass commercial for Warner Brothers. It's it's terrible, fucking terrible. Uh, LeBron James is there, you know, like he's there. Uh, Don Cheeto, Don Cheeto's the standout because Don Cheeto's gonna try his best. He's gonna work for that paycheck, you know. So, like, but other than that. There's not really, there's not really much to say about this movie. It's just they should have never redid it. They should have never redid Space Jam. Like Space Jam's a fucking classic. Go check out our Space Jam review if you haven't checked it out. It's a fucking classic. Even though I should say that, just go check out my Space Jam review. <laughs> I'm smiling as I say that because I, 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 I just called Space Jam a classic. <laughs> But anyway, it's a classic for my childhood. Let's just say that. Um, moving on. Number two is The Unforgivable. I think I did a review for this movie like last, uh, two weeks ago. I think it was two weeks ago. Was it two? I think it was two weeks ago. I did a review for this movie. It stars Sandra Bullock, Viola Davis, and Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, and uh, John Berthal. It stars them. It's just... Like I said, another movie that was convoluted. It reminded me of True Story. Another movie that was just fucking convoluted. The 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 the, the caveat on this is it's, it's fucking Oscar bait too. 
this movie is trying to be fucking Oscar bait because like you got Viola Davis, an Academy Award winner. You got uh, Sandra Bullock, another Academy Award winner. And you put the two of them together. They put this in the trailer, by the way. You put the two of them together, and <laughs> like they they get they get like this they give like this scene where it's just like like they're like yeah this is gonna be good for the trailer <laughs> you know and this we can send this to the Academy. So they'll they'll think this movie is art, you know, because it's two Academy Award winning actresses screaming at each other, you know. <laughs> and it's not, it's not art. It's stupid. I think I said that this movie was the hillbilly elegy of 2021. Uh, hillbilly elegy. If you remember that movie, uh, I think that came out in 2020. Did that come out in 2020? I think that came out in 2020. Well, this movie is the uh is the follow-up to that <laughs> you know it's the follow-up to that because this movie is just as convoluted as oscar Beatty. is like let's get all these calories these big caliber actors in this movie so they can act and all this bullshit it's bullshit it's fucking bullshit i fucking hated this movie i wanted to like it too and i fucking hated it fuck this movie that's why it's number two, because it pisses me the fuck off. Because I wanted, to, I wanted to like this goddamn movie. Number two. Number one is Black Widow. If any movie pissed me off as much as The Unforgivable, <laughs> it was Black Widow. Black Widow was a piece of shit. God, it was a piece of shit. I, I I wanted to like it. I really did. I wanted to like Black Widow. Black Widow's not my favorite MCU character. She's not my favorite Marvel character. But like, I like Scarlett Johansson. I think she's I think she's a good actor. I think she's a good actress. You know, she's 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 bodied that she's embodied that Black Widow character. She's done a good job with that Black Widow character, and I wanted. I wanted to like it. I really did, but it was, it was hard, man. It was just so fucking hard. It was like there was just so much shit in here that fucking pissed me the fuck off. Mainly the 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 identity of the Taskmaster. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what the shit? It was like Taskmaster is a woman. It's like it's some girl that got blown up in an explosion, like and like. Taskmaster's not even like the real villain some dude that fucking Ray Winstone's playing so he pissed me the fuck off that's what I'm gonna say man it's just terrible 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 fucking movie terrible movie I mean like there's like only like two good fight scenes that's not talk about the amount of times that's not talk about the amount of times that Black Widow was supposed to die in this movie <laughs> From all the shit she was doing. Because she doesn't have any superpowers. She didn't drink a super soldier serum. Or anything like that. She's just a regular ass. Regular ass motherfucking spy. That's all she is. With gadgets and shit. But like here. They make her fucking superhuman. She falling off of shit. And falling out the sky. And landing on her feet. And all types of shit. It's just. It's just. I wanted to like this movie. That's all I was saying. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to like this movie, and it made it really hard for me. It pissed me the fuck off. 
I'm not gonna get my blood pressure up for fucking Black Widow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. But Black Widow, number one worst movie of 2021. Let's move on to the best. Uh, and I'm probably gonna piss some people off with my number ten because <laughs> I actually enjoyed this movie where a lot of people didn't. <laughs> I know you guys are gonna be pissed off about this. Wait. I know you guys are going to be pissed off about this. My number 10 is The Eternals. That's my number 10. I actually enjoyed The Eternals. I didn't think it was a bad movie. Uh, a lot of people say, like, oh, the um, the uh, the story is convoluted and slow. I was like, didn't feel convoluted and slow to me. I enjoyed all the characters. Except Jimma Chan. Jimma Chan's boring as fuck. Uh, but, but everybody else was good. I enjoyed uh, Brian Tyree Henry as Faistos. I enjoyed Camille Nunjani. Uh, my standout, my standout character is uh, uh, Makari, uh, played by what's that actress's name? The Dev Girl, the Dev Girl Makari, the one that can run fast. She was my standout. I was like, she's a has a badass bitch right there. She is dope. Uh, I love me some Makari, um, and the way she gives. The movie came out like a couple months ago. We could do spoilers, right? The way she handles, um, what's my dude name? Dude that Richard Madden plays. Icarus, the way she fucking handled Icarus, she gave Icarus that business. That was the dopest scene in that fucking movie. I think that's just fucking awesome. I, I like The Eternals. I liked it. I liked the, uh, the teaser at the end. I liked the, 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 the end credit at the end. I liked the, 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 the mid credit was cool. It gave me it gave me everything I wanted in a Marvel movie. It gave me everything in a Marvel movie. I think a lot of people didn't like this movie because it was too inside baseball. If any movie said Marvel nerd, it's the Eternals. If any movie said Marvel nerd, it was the Eternals. Because this movie is very inside baseball. Cause like Star Fox and Pip the Troll show up, and I'm like Yo, I I got excited for that. I was like, yo, Pip the Troll and Star Fox? I was like, whoever, who, who, who they got to play him, give and take, I don't really care for. But if he does a good job, he does a good fucking job. But, uh, but yeah, man, but Pip the Troll, I was like, they doing, that's what I got really excited about when I saw Pip the Troll. I was like, yo, man, they doing Pip the Troll? I was like, I was like, just like the fucking nerd, the fucking nerd just fucking exploded out of me <laughs> when I saw Pip the Troll. You know, I was like, yo, man, that's Pip the Troll. It was very inside baseball. I'm looking around. I'm like, I know who that is. Y'all probably don't. You know, you know. And Star Fox, Star Fox showed up. I'm like, I know who that is. And then they they dropped the they dropped a the little hint about the ebony blade. I'm like, oh. I'm like oh, the ebony blade. They're talking about the ebony blade. Shit. You know, <laughs> I was like, this movie, this movie satisfied like all my nerd, uh, all my nerd fandom, all my nerd Marvel fandom. This movie satisfied me. That's all I got to say about it. The villain was kind of weak. The villain, the this, this is probably the most weak uh, Marvel villain they ever had. Uh, Crow. He's just a mindless fucking creature, and then at the end he turns into like a. He turns into, like, this fucking, like, alien man, and then, like, he dies, <laughs> you know? It's very, very, 
very, very anticlimactic. He's a very anticlimactic villain. The way they kill him is very anticlimactic also. But yeah, man, it's just... I enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed The Eternals. Eternals at number 10. Number 9, The Suicide Squad. I enjoyed this movie as well. It was very, very, very good. Way better than the first one. Uh... It didn't, like I said, it didn't make as much money at the box office as it should. I don't think we're going to get a Suicide Squad 3, most likely. <laughs> you know, the first one was bad, but it made money. <laughs> the first one was bad, but it made money, which is why we get a Suicide Squad 2. This one under this one underperforms, so we're not probably, we're most likely not going to get a Suicide Squad 3. Uh... Cause it's just, it's just James Gunn being James Gunn with his weirdness, you know, <laughs> just his weirdness and giving his friends jobs like Michael Rooker and Nathan Fillion and, you know, and his brother, you know, you know, but other than that, it's really, it's really good. It's really, it's a really fucking good movie. I never thought I would root for a girl that controls rats, you know, <laughs> you know, <what> I'm <laughs> I never thought I would, I never thought I would root for that, because I hate rats, I fucking hate rats, you know, I never thought I would root for a girl that could control rats, I never thought I would root for a man-eating shark, you know, I never thought I would root for John Cena, <laughs> you know, so, you know so. <laughs> but they made me do it, they made me fucking do it, but yeah, man, it's, it's a good, it's a good fucking movie. Suicide Squad is awesome. Number eight is a recent movie. Uh, Don't Look Up. I enjoyed Don't Look Up. It's a, uh, it's a movie about um, the uh, about like a media about to hit the earth. It's very, it's very. I don't want to say meta, but it's very like it's, it's kind of realistic of how pe- we we expect people to act when the world's about to end it's just business as usual you know because that's what we do with everything else remember when the world was supposed to end in 2000 it was business as usual um you know <laughs> it was business as usual uh i remember there was a there was a uh i think it was like it was like 10 years ago i think it was like 2011 there was supposed to be it was supposed to be the end of days in 2011, like one day, like April or in April or some shit like that. I can't really remember the, the month, but there was some guy like, yeah, this is the day that the world is going to end. I went to work that day. <laughs> I was like, I went to work the day that the earth was supposed to end. You know, so <laughs> and I even kind of made fun of it at work. I was like, hey, y'all, y'all know today was supposed to be the end of the day, right? <laughs> this is supposed to be the end of the world, you know? I don't know why we here, but, you know, I was just fucking joking and shit. But, um, but yeah, man, this, this movie's, like, very realistic, I think, about how people will treat the end of the world. Uh, got some good performances in there. Uh, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, <laughs> I just start speaking in tongues there for some minute. For, for some reason, um, Leonardo DiCaprio's good. He's kind of downplayed in this movie. Leonardo DiCaprio's not the standout here. Uh, Jennifer, if anybody's the standout here, it's Jennifer Lawrence. 
Jennifer Lawrence, this is Jennifer Lawrence's movie. <laughs> like, she stands out in this movie. Uh, it's supposed to be kind of an ensemble, but Jennifer Lawrence stands out. You got Kate Blanchett in here. Tyler Perry is in here. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he plays like a, just this fucking airhead. He plays like this, this airhead talk show host, like morning talk show host. Him and he and uh, Kate Blanchett. Uh, Kate Blanchett, oh my God. I'm like, can this woman never not be fine? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> can this woman never not be fine, man? Uh, first time, I remember first time I noticed Kate Blanchett. She was in this movie called uh, Victoria Guerin. It was like a, based on a true story. And I was like, wow. I was looking at her. I was like, wow, she's really pretty. You know? <laughs> you know? Like, can she not? Can she just stop being hot? Can Kate Blanchett just stop being hot? <laughs> you know? Like, seriously. I need her to stop. She's like 50 something years old. I was like, Damn, you know, but anyway, but yeah, man, it's just, it's just, a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very, it's a very realistic take on this, that's all I got to say about that, just don't look up, number eight, uh, number seven, I was shocked about, I am actually shocked that I like this movie, Zack Snyder's Justice League, at number seven for me, this movie had to be the most shocking movie of 2021. I I didn't think I would like it. I didn't think I would like it. I didn't like the other Justice League. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I didn't like that. I didn't like the 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 the, the, the Josh Whedon one. I didn't like that one at all. But somehow, Zack Snyder made it better. Man, he, he made a better Justice League movie, I got to, I got to tip my hat to that, it's four hours fucking long, I watched the movie, I think I started the movie at like fucking 8pm, <laughs> I want to say, I think I started the movie at 8, I think I ended the movie at maybe like 1am, I want to say, uh, cause I was watching, cause I was watching, my, watching it with my wife, and then we, and like we just kept pausing, and talking and stuff like that, but I liked it, man. I fucking liked it. I liked this movie. It told a, it told a, it told a better. I hate to admit it, told a better fucking story. <laughs> it told a better story. There's a lot of people that are saying like, yeah, Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League makes you appreciate Batman versus Superman. I'm like, nah, slow down there, bro. <laughs> slow down there, homie. Slow down. I'm like, eh, Baby steps, motherfucker. Baby steps. Right. It didn't. It didn't make me appreciate Batman versus Superman. I tell you that shit. Yeah, you know? like Batman versus Superman. Superman still fucking terrible. But yeah, man. I enjoyed the. I, I enjoyed this movie, man. I liked it. Number seven, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Number six is Passing. Now, Passing is a movie. That nobody's talking about, honestly. Nobody's talking about passing. It came out on Netflix. You know, it's got an Academy uh, Award nominated actress in it, and Ruth Nega. It's got Tessa Thompson in there. You know, and she's real big. You know, it's got her in there. It's the it's directed by uh, Rebecca Hall, uh, another MCU alum. I guess you could say. You know, because she was in Iron Man three, but she's a director also too. 
it's kind of autobiographical because uh Rebecca Hall is uh can you say she's biracial it's just her it's just her mother her mother is uh I guess you could say she's biracial her mother is black and her father is white but uh when you look at Rebecca Hall you don't see any black in her you know you don't really see it you know it's like when I found out that um Haley Steinfeld has a uh, black grandfather you know it's like when I found out like her her mother's her mother's grand her mother's father is black uh and you found out I found out about that so it kind of makes it kind of makes I think she's black and Filipino I think her mother is her mother's black and Filipino I think her mother is Filipino uh, uh Haley Steinfeld's mom's mom is Filipino and her and her her granddad is black so that makes Haley Steinfeld like I think because like her dad's Jewish so that makes Haley Steinfeld Jewish black and Filipino really you know but so like and so like but you don't really see it you you don't really see it same thing with Rebecca Hall, you know, like her mother's black, but you don't really see it, you know, so this kind of thing, and even, I think she even, like, I was reading, like, an article with her, she was saying, like, I've been passing for years, she was saying, like, she was like, so it's kind of like an autobiographical thing with her, because, like, she was, like, she been, she been passing for white to get these roles, but really her mom's black, so, uh, you know, so, um, but yeah, man, this is a, this is a good movie. This is a movie that nobody's talking about, and I'm kind of surprised. This is a movie that should be getting some Oscar nominations too. I can see uh, Tessa Thompson getting a nom, uh, Ruth Negga getting a nom, uh, Andre Holland, who plays uh, Tessa Thompson's uh, husband, because uh, uh, Ruth Negga plays this woman who's passing for white, and she's married to uh, uh, I think she's married to uh, uh, one of the Scarsgard one of the Scarsgard boys, not Bill, of uh, the other one, his brother uh, Alexander. She's married to Alexander Scarsgard, and he's a fucking open fucking racist. Which it's the, this is happening in like the 1940s or some shit, I think, or the 1930s. So like it's common, like he could be openly racist, but. Uh, <laughs> But, like, check this movie out if you get the chance, man. It's really fucking good. Really good. But, like I say, uh, like I say, Alexander Skarsgård, he he's, plays, like, Ruth Negga's, like, uh, racist husband. And he doesn't know that she's really black because she dyed her hair blonde and she's really fucking light-skinned. And he doesn't know that she's a black woman in real life. And, uh, Tessa Thompson, uh, is kind of, I wouldn't say not luring her away from the white side, but, cause after a while, cause after a while, Tessa Thompson just gets tired of her, you know, <laughs> after a while, she's like, you, you goddamn sellout bitch, you know, <laughs> you know, like she's kind of, she kind of sees her as a sellout which, like, she's passed for white, so she is a fucking sellout, but, uh, and then, like, you got her, uh, you got, like I said, you got Tessa Thompson, Thompson's husband, who was played by Andre Holland, I think he should get a nom, too, he's good in this, too, he's good in this, too, best supporting actor for Andre Holland, uh, I could see that in his future, he's really good in this, he's better than I expected him to be, because usually when I see Andre Holland in movies, He's playing the background, or he's playing like 
because like he was in uh he's actually in moonlight he's uh the grown-up version of the guy that turned the other guy gay <laughs> you know <laughs> or opened up he's that guy he's that fucking guy but um he's in that he's in moonlight but yeah ever since, like even that it was kind of like he's in he's kind of a tertiary character he's always playing these tertiary characters but here he's he stands out he stands out. I I want to see him get an Academy Award now for Best Supporting Actor. Um, that's number six. Passing. Good movie. If you haven't if you haven't watched it, watch it. Underrated. Um, number five is The Harder They Fall. Uh, really enjoyed this movie. Really enjoyed this movie about like black about, about black cowboys. Uh, kind of based on a true story, but not really based on a true story. And the the director caught some slack, caught some flack for that, unwantingly. And like, like he he caught some flack for that because everybody was uh bitching mainly because of Zazie Beetz's character. Everybody was bitching about Zazie Beetz's character. Stagecoach Mary, they were like, "Oh my God, why why'd you get Zazie Beetz if you saw the real Stagecoach Mary?" Uh, she's not light skinned and uh, she's not skinny and and she's a big she's a big old black woman and why you why you get her and you a colorist and <laughs> all this shit like you're a colorist and you you don't like dark skinned women and blah 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 and all this bullshit. Just 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 whining and crying. And uh, the director had to set them straight. They're just like, hey, man, because Idris Elba's in this movie. He plays a character named, like, Sirius Black or some shit like that. He has some kind of name. It was, like, Black something. And um, he showed a real picture of what that person looked like. And he's light-skinned. And he was just like, he was just like, well, Idris Elba's character in real life is light-skinned. And I cast a dark-skinned actor. Uh, Lakeith Stansfield is in this movie. His character is a fucking Native American. I cast a black dude. You know, so <laughs> like, if you're gonna have outrage, because he's pretty much like saying, like, if you're gonna have outrage about this shit, have outrage about every fucking body. Don't just have outrage because I cast a light skinned woman to play a dark skinned woman. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, you know, that's the, that was a fucking outrage about that but other than that i like this movie i like this movie a lot like i said jonathan majors jonathan majors is the lead in this movie jonathan majors is a fucking bona fide fucking movie star <laughs> you know <laughs> that dude has it i think i talked about that in my review for the harder harder they fall like that dude has it that dude is a bona fide fucking movie star he's he's on his way to the top uh like I said, enjoyed Shazzy Beach. Regina King's good in this. Lakeith Stansfield's good. Uh, the weakest person for me in this was Idris Elba. Idris Elba was the weakest link to me because you don't see him very often. He's the main villain, and you don't see him very much. Uh, another shocking, uh, another shocking uh, good performance for me in here was Dion Cole. You know, like Dion Cole's in this movie. He's phenomenal. He's great in this movie. Uh. Like the the young cat R.J. Siler who's uh, who's in our uh, Power Rangers, uh, he he did good in this also. A lot of good, a lot of good. The the ever great Delroy Lindo, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's Delroy Lindo, bro. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Delroy Lindo should get a fucking Academy Award nomination for this. If you 
Y'all screwed him over for five bloods. Give Delroy Lindo a fucking Academy Award nomination for the Heart of They Fall, man. He deserves it. He deserved it for the five bloods. Y'all robbed that motherfucker. Y'all robbed that dude out of his fucking nomination. He deserves it. Like, cause Delroy Lindo is always the best thing in everything he ever is everything he's ever in. Delroy Lindo is that dude. We gotta show more appreciation for Delroy Lindo. Delroy Lindo is that motherfucker. Like, he is the dude. He needs he needs his flowers. He needs he needs his fucking appreciation. Get that man fucking Oscar, goddammit. He the fucking deserves it. Uh, but, uh, anyway, um, that was it. Harder They Fall, number five. Uh, number four, I got Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, this was my favorite Marvel movie of 2021 until, until that other movie came out. I'll get to that later. Uh, I'm not gonna let you know what number it is, but, like, it's up here. Uh, <laughs> it was my favorite movie. Up up until uh, that other movie came out, I enjoyed Shang Chi, man. It's, it was like Marvel's Jackie Chan movie, pretty much. It was like, it was like, cause this movie was like Rumble in the Bronx, Rush Hour, Crouching Tiger, Hit Dragon. Uh, I know that's not a Jackie Chan movie. And then at the end, it turns into like fucking Godzilla for some reason. I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, this movie's good. Uh, Simi Liu, another guy, fucking star in the making. I think he's dope. Uh, I enjoyed Aquafina. She's funny. Uh, Tony Lung, great as the Mandarin. Uh, that other actress that played his sister, I don't know her name. I forgot her fucking name, but uh, but she's good too. You know, just a lot of, lot of, lot of good, lot of good things in this movie. It was good to see Michelle Yeoh doing martial arts again. That's always good because, like I said, one of the greatest female martial artists of all time me um just not much else I can say about Shang-Chi man it's really fucking good if you haven't watched it go watch it it's on Disney Plus right now number three I got King Richard this is a movie I enjoyed a lot also Will Smith I talked about this movie I did a review on this movie also uh I got one that it's like there's only one problem I have with this movie. I enjoyed the movie. The movie is fantastic. It's gonna get nominated. I think it's gonna get nominated for an Academy Award. Uh, it's a probably it's a, it's probably a shoe in for Best Picture. I'm not sure. You know, <laughs> I'm not sure, but I could see this getting if if it does get a Best Picture nom, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but most definitely Will Smith's getting a Best Actor nomination for this because this is his best role. It's not, like I said, like I'm saying in my King Richard review, I got a problem with Will Smith. Because uh, like, like my only problem with Will Smith is that he can't lose himself in a role. He, he's not able to transform. It's like he, it's like he gets there. I talked about that with him and Ali. If you see my Ali review, he's like, dude does not transform. He like, he, 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 he leans into it and then he leans back. It's like with uh with King Richard, it's like, oh yeah, you see Richard Williams. He's got like he looks like him. Uh, you know, he's got the gray beard and the hair and, and he 
dresses like him and all this stuff. And he tries to put on the accent. He tries to put on the accent. But after a while, you start seeing Will Smith. After a while, you start seeing Will Smith. And that's that's the detriment to him. I, like I said, I think he should get an Academy Award nomination for this. This is his best fucking role. This is the best thing he's ever fucking done. But uh, <laughs> I'm not taking that away from him. This is the best thing he's ever fucking done. But uh, just that, that's my problem with him. He just can't transform. He doesn't know how to transform. Uh, he doesn't know how to take Will Smith out of him and become that character. That's the only thing. But like I said, this is the best thing he's ever fucking done. This is his best role ever. Best role ever. Okay, this is, he, he does a good job. He does a good fucking job. I don't see anybody else this year. This year? I don't see anybody else better than Will Smith this year when it comes to uh, the Academy Awards. When it comes to getting an Oscar. This is the year. This is his year. This is here to win. I want him to win. I want him to win. Don't get it. Don't get it twisted. I want him to win an Academy Award for this. He's really fucking good in it. This is his best role, but because like I don't see any other competition. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio didn't do anything this year. Uh, Adam Driver. I like Adam Driver. He didn't really do shit this year. Um. I'm trying to think of somebody else. Everybody's talking about Andrew Garfield, uh, but I haven't seen I haven't seen Tick Tick Boom, and I haven't seen uh, Eyes of Tammy Face, so I don't know. I don't know. But uh, but dude, so far I don't see anybody topping Will Smith this year. I don't see anybody topping Will Smith. In I haven't seen Tragedy of Macbeth either. I know Denzel Washington has Tragedy of Macbeth, and most definitely he's probably gonna get nominated. <laughs> but. <laughs> I haven't seen that, but because everybody's there's some movies that Denzel does, it's like you know, but you know, but I want him to win this year. I really do. I like like maybe Denzel. Denzel is like the only guy that's like up under him, you know, like because like this I think this how I think is gonna get it best actor. It's gonna be Will Smith, Denzel Washington, Adam Driver for probably either House of Gucci or The Last Duel. Um, uh, like I said, uh, Andrew Garfield's probably gonna get one. Uh, I heard he's really good in Tick Tick Boom. I heard he's really good in Eyes of Tammy Faye, but I haven't seen it. Like I said, I haven't seen it. I have to see it. So like, he's probably gonna get a nomination for either one of those. Um. Who else I said? They said there was somebody. Leonardo DiCaprio is probably gonna get one for Don't Look Up, but that wasn't his best role. <laughs> Him and Don't Look Up, he he's barely in it. I mean, he's in it, but he's he's somewhere else. He's not. This ain't the best. This ain't the best Leo. You know, Leo really he really slacked in this movie. He's not that good in this. He's probably gonna get. He's probably gonna get a nom, but he's not that good in this. He's 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 not good. Um, yeah, that's probably your five. That's probably your five right there that's going to get nominated. It's going to be Will Smith, Denzel Washington, Adam Driver, Leonardo DiCaprio, and uh, Andrew Garfield. That's probably your five right there. That's, that's that's your five best actors right there of the year. Uh, if any of them get snubbed, I'll be 
really fucking surprised. <laughs> if they throw like if they throw somebody else in there that I wasn't even thinking about, I'm like, yo, who the f-? if they throw like some dude that's unknown in there, they're like, yo, who the fuck is that? <laughs> <You know? laughs> if any of those guys get snubbed, I'm gonna be really fucking surprised. But King Richard's good. King Richard's fucking good. It's good as a movie. John Bernthal. John Bernthal needs a fucking Academy Award nomination for this movie. Best supporting. He's really good in this. He goes against type. He's not just this badass dude. He's kind of like he's kind of a schmuck you know, in this movie. <laughs> uh, this is the movie he needs to get an Academy Award for. Uh, Anjanu Ellis needs to get best uh, either get best supporting actress or best actress in this one. Also, uh, the girls they're all right. I don't think they Academy Award nominee, <laughs> Academy Award caliber, but they're all right. But yeah, King Richard's good. Go check it out. Number two. I got In the Heights, and I'm kind of surprised I made it number two, uh, because this was probably the movie that I love the most. When it comes to watching a movie that I watched a lot, because it was on HBO Max, when it comes to a movie that I watched a lot this year, it's In the Heights. Lin-Manuel Miranda did it again to me. (laughs) So I was hooked on Hamilton. Hamilton had me fucking hooked, you know, for a while. I was like, I was watching the Hamilton play, like, a lot. I was listening to the goddamn soundtrack in my car, you know. It was like, it it got me. But, like, I like In the Heights. It's really good. Um, uh, My number one is uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Best movie of... Uh, 2021 to me just just seeing all those seeing all those spider-men together just made me happy that's the best movie of 2021 i'll be back with my review of three ninjas kickback after this welcome back to the show Three Ninjas Kickback is the movie that we're doing today from 1994. I'm gonna tell you how I watched this as a child. Uh, how I watched this as a child, uh, my parents took me to go see this movie. Actually, this, and this is only this is the only Three Ninjas movie I actually saw in the theaters. I didn't see the first one in the theaters, and I didn't. There's a third one that came out after this. I didn't see that in the theater. Uh, I think I was supposed to go see it in. The, I think I was supposed to go see it in the theater, but they took me to go see the Goofy movie instead, and I enjoyed that a lot more. <laughs> but <laughs> I remember I enjoyed that a lot more. Uh, I think my parents enjoyed that movie too. They actually liked the Goofy movie, but <laughs> but yeah, man, I was I was a fan of the Three Ninjas, man. Growing up, I gonna lie, I was a fan of a lot of ninja stuff. Like everything in the everything in the nineties was about ninja shit, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Everything in the 90s was about ninjas. Like, three ninjas, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Even the Power Rangers turned into ninjas after a while in the third season. Like, they, they, went on a, they went on a ninja quest and became ninjas in the third season of Power Rangers. So, everybody, every day, everything was about ninjas. American Ninja, you know, everything was about ninjas back then. But, like, I was a, I was a, I was a big three ninjas fan. I even played that trash-ass video game that they had back in the day because <laughs> this movie three ninjas kickback had a video game and it is so fucking terrible i remember i remember buying it i remember my parents buying it for me and i went home 
excuse me, and I played that shit, and it was horrendous. It's, it, it's bad. It's really fucking bad. Uh, I don't. Uh, I, don't, I think I saw somebody do a review on it. I think I saw somebody do a review on it, and it's just—it's just the—it's just the worst. I'm looking at—I'm looking at the review, and I was just like, it's, the, it's still terrible. It's still terrible looking. Maybe I gotta play it again. Maybe I can find some way to play it again, and maybe that'll maybe change my mind. But even when I was a kid, I was like, this movie—not movie. I was like, this game fucking sucks but yeah it's trash ass video game but moving on <laughs> moving on i want to go on a rant about a video game uh let's get into the technical this movie was directed by charles t kangness I, I i i practiced on how to say that name i hope i said it right kangness charles t kangness i hope that's right the screenplay was written by sang ak shin and mark saltzman Okay, the movie had a budget of twenty million dollars and only brought in eleven million dollars at the theater. That's kind of disappointing. Uh, just a couple years, a couple years before the the other three ninjas movie was kind of a fucking sleeper hit, and the the sequel didn't do as well. Um, this movie has a Rotten Tomato score of fifteen percent, which I kind of find unfair. I kind of find it unfair. Uh. Cause like this is what this is how I was back in the day. Uh, cause this is how I was back in the day. It was like whatever was made for kids was bad. It was like just because it's something made for kids doesn't mean it's bad, man. Like I think we're I think we're kind of stepping out of that mentality. I think we're kind of stepping out of that mentality mainly because a lot of the newer critics are millennials, and we wear our childhood on our sleeves. So, like, that's a good thing. But back in the day, the mentality was, if it was for kids, it was terrible. It was like, ugh, there's kids in it. Zero stars or whatever the fuck, you know? (laughs) I give this movie an F or whatever the fuck, you know, because kids are in it. Like, they, they, they always did that. It's something that they always did. It was like, kid, whatever, whatever kids, whatever had kids in it, it was bad. It was bad. Um... Let's move on. Fun fact and weird fact. Weird story about on how this movie was made. Because chronologically, Three Ninjas Kickback is the third Three Ninjas movie. Uh, and let me explain that. Let me explain the, 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 the reasoning behind that. Uh, they shot the original Three Ninjas movie and what would be the third Three Ninjas movie, Three Ninjas Knuckle Up, back to back. But what happened was the studio ran into distribution issues. They couldn't get the they couldn't get Three Ninjas Knuckle Up out in time or something like that. There was something happened something happened. And they shot uh Three Ninjas Kick Back. And uh, I wanna say in ninety three. They shot it in ninety three. And that's why Three Ninjas Kickback was released second, and Three Ninjas Knuckle Up was released third. Because if you if you un- I'm not even gonna go into that. I'll probably go into that when I when I go into the review. I'll go into that and go into the review. But Three Ninjas Kickback is supposed to be the third movie, but 
ended up being the second because distribution issues. They couldn't get the original second movie out in time. So that's what happened. Let's get into the movie. First off, this movie starts off with a training montage like the first movie. <laughs> it was like we watching the first movie all over again. Off top. Off top, you see like two of the kids have been replaced. Rocky and Tum Tum have been replaced by different actors. Colt is the only actor that came back. Uh, I believe that actor's name is Max Elliott Slade. He's the only one that came back. And uh, Rocky and Tum Tum were played in here by Sean Fox and Evan Bonafont. I think his name is Evan Bonafont. Uh, so they got two new. They got two new. Uh, actors to play these uh, characters uh, again the other two um, the other two actors I believe the kid that played Rocky I think his name is Michael Trainer. I want to say his name is Michael Trainer. Uh, the kid that played Rocky Michael Trainer, I think he had done he was done with acting he, don't, he didn't want to act anymore and uh, the kid that played Tum Tum Chad Power I think he was doing another movie or another show and so he was not free to do this movie so they replaced both of them uh, the whole the whole plot of this the whole story of this movie is about uh grandpa mori tanaka trying to protect the ancient dagger from an old rivalry old rival of his which again like grandpa got mad enemies. <laughs> grandpa got mad fucking enemies. Like it's like and his his grandsons always have to clean up his mess. Dad's gotta clean his shit up. He's like he get into it with somebody. Like the last one. The last movie with fucking Schneider. He was like he was like grandpa, that's your shit. <laughs> you know like, deal with this nigga. <laughs> deal with this motherfucker. He keep he keeps dragging his grandsons into his bullshit. You know, he keeps doing it. Uh, but yeah, so they got to clean up his mess again. Um, remember the last movie had the boys playing basketball? Now they're playing baseball. <laughs> so <laughs> now they're playing baseball. It's a, it's a fun scene. It's a really fun scene. I like the scene. Uh, Colt again has anger management issues. Uh, Elephant in the room. Elephant in the room. Like we all know that the three the three ninjas are a ripoff of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We all know this shit. Like it it was it was the nineties. Like everybody was ripping off the Ninja Turtles, but Three Ninjas was the most obvious. You know, because like Rocky obviously is is uh Rocky is obviously Leonardo. Colt is obviously Raphael. Uh, Tum Tum is most obviously Michelangelo they didn't have a Donatello which I guess they did that because they didn't want to make it more obvious than it is that they got like a smart brother (laughs) they got a smart brother that knows karate (laughs) you know (laughs) that would be that'd be that'd be too obvious right four four boys who know karate one's really uh passionate about his ninja training and very calm and very studious One's a hothead, one's the smart one, and one's a silly one that likes to eat. That's the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, like, that, that, that'd be real, that'd be real on the nose right there. But anyway, uh, 
that that was that. We all know, we all know what's going on here. Uh, there's a fart joke in this movie, and I remember it being hilarious as a kid. And now I look back at it, and I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? This shit sucks. Uh, you know, <laughs> a kid tries to murder Colt on the on the on the baseball on the baseball field. Uh. Which I don't understand that. This, I don't understand these fucking kids, man. I don't understand these kids that try to bully Colt. I was like, why the fuck would you fuck with a kid that knows karate? <laughs> why would you do that? He's trained. His de- his grandfather was a fucking ninja, <laughs> and he's his grandfather trained him to be a fucking ninja. And you want to fuck with this kid? Are you? You must have a fucking death wish. Uh, you want to? You you have a fucking death wish. That's what you have. I was like, you want to die? I don't know why you want to. I don't know why. Why would you fuck with a kid that knows karate? This doesn't make any fucking sense. But anyway, um, uh, we get a rehash of the bumbling henchman from the first movie, but they're kind of like a watered down version of of the the henchman from the first movie, and like they're. They're honestly not the worst part of the movie. They really are. They're not that good. You know? Cause they're like these like rock and roll dudes. The first guys were just like these like stoner, like surfer dudes. And they're like, they were kind of funny. I actually like them. They were funny. These guys, they try too hard. They try too hard to be funny. Uh, they try too hard to be goofy and silly. It just, just, just didn't work for me. It didn't work for me. They make a Ninja Turtles joke, obviously. You know? <laughs> uh, like, just, they just didn't fucking work for me. I hate those villains. Uh, speaking of villains, Koga is the main villain. He's, uh, Grandpa Mori's, uh, rival. They were, like, rivals when they were teenagers, and he was still mad that Mori beat him in a tournament when they were, like, teenagers. <laughs> And he got the uh, and he got the dragger, the, the 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 dagger, and Koga wants the dagger because he thinks it opens up like a cave of gold or some shit, so he can be rich. But he's already fucking rich. That's the thing about it. He's already fucking rich. He's like a fucking yakuza crime boss or some shit. You know, he's rich, living off the people of Japan. He got like cell phones. He come out in these fucking shiny ass suits. Like just. just he got a he got a he got a fucking pool and a jacuzzi and he be laying down by the pool and shit and just all types of shit. And I'm like, dude, why you want a cave of gold? You already got money, bro. What the fuck are you, the fuck are you bitching about? But uh, but yeah, like I was saying about Koga, I'm like Koga's not as intimidating as Snyder was in the first movie. Like I said, it's a bitter bitch. He just comes off as a bitter bitch, you know? Like he's like, I should have won the tournament. Yeah, he got the dagger, and I'm like, you've been dwelling on this shit. You've been dwelling on this shit for like 40 years. <laughs> you know, <what> I, mean? <laughs> I was like, you've been dwelling on this shit for like 40 years. I don't know how he got the riches and all this shit that he got now. You know, most likely to turn into a life of crime, but uh, <laughs> but I was like, dude, you dwelled on this shit for 40 years. You ain't get over it. You ain't not satisfied with what you got. You you, you just gotta get this fucking dagger and get this gold and shit. But whatever, man. Uh, the boys. The boys do have chemistry together. I do like the chemistry between the three boys. I do feel like a brotherhood between the three of them. 
uh, especially uh, on the scene when like they're at home. Uh, when they're at home, like the there's a bit there's a bit of chemistry. Uh, they 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 do good together. Um, they do the talk boy scene from Home Alone two. They do it. Home Alone two came out like what two years before this. Uh, but they do the talk boy scene from Home Alone two, man. Where like, uh, Kevin, uh, is he's got the talk boy and he's getting the fucking hotel reservations, <laughs> and he's using like his his he's using his dad's voice to get the the, the 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 reservations. They do that here. We're trying to get tickets to Japan. They use uh, Grandpa Mori's voice. It, it's still funny though. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> It's hilarious, cause they, cause they, 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 they fucking roast the fuck out of this, uh, out of this, uh, air, uh, this, uh, this, uh, um, what do they call? God damn it, I forgot the, I just blanked out, fuck, um, what are they called? The operator, he roasted the fuck out of this operator. He roasted the shit out of her. And it was just, <laughs> it's still hilarious, I watched that shit like about like three, four times, I ain't gonna lie. I re- I rewind that shit about like three four times. I'm like this shit is a- this shit is still funny. Holy holy shit! But um, but yeah. Uh, when they go to Japan is when is really when this movie starts to kick up. Uh, it, like it start it turns into a totally different movie. Uh, they go to a ninja tournament. The ninja tournament scene is dope as fuck. I like that. Uh, uh Colt enters the tournament and gets his ass whooped. <laughs> He goes to the tournament and gets just the fucking, he just get the shit kicked out of him. Right? And so, like, that's when we're, like, introduced to Mio, a female ninja who uh, in, who ends up uh, teaching the boys more about the ninja way. She's the winner of the tournament. She whip coats ass. Uh, uh, not gonna lie, uh, I had a crush on Mio as a kid. You know, she's really, she's really fucking pretty. You know what <laughs> She was really pretty. Uh, and I remember, I remember, I remember when she took that fucking mask, when she took that fucking mask off after she won the goddamn tournament. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, nine year old me. I'm like, she's beautiful. You know, what I, mean? I was like, <laughs> but other than that, I think she's like a great addition to the group. Like, she gels with the boys really well. Uh, the only thing I like, I like the love story. Between Rocky and Mio, right? Rocky, like it comes out, it comes out of nowhere, and like it doesn't really fit. I was like, if anybody should have had a romance with Mio, it should have been Colt. I was like, can we get Colt some booty, please? <laughs> you know, <laughs> can Colt get some booty? You know, like it's always Rocky, 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 Rocky. Like he's the goddamn ladies' man. Shit, you know. But Colt needs Colt needs to get some too. He, he's got a lot of anger in him. <laughs> he needs he needs to calm down. Uh, he, it's, it's 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 a lot of built up aggression in Colt. He needs to release that. Colt needs some booty, okay? Get Colt some booty. Uh, the fight scenes in the second half of this movie are tremendously better. You know, way better. Uh, the ninja suits that they wear are pretty dope. I like those. They were like they remind me of the ninja suits from the Power Rangers movie. Do what they do, like, cause like they, they're like multicolored, cause like Rocky has a green one, Colt has a blue one, Mio is wearing white, uh, Tum Tum's wearing yellow, you know, like they, 
those are pretty dope. Those are pretty dope. I wouldn't mind going up. Going to like a Halloween party dressed like that. People are like, what are you doing? What are you, what are you dressed as? I'll be like, one of the three ninjas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm one of them. I'm like, because re- that'd be cool if they, they, they came back in like pop culture, man. That'd be really fucking cool if like the three ninjas came back into pop culture. Uh, like, like, Cobra, like I'm watching Cobra Kai right now. I'm getting into Cobra Kai. I'm like halfway through season three right now. I had to start all the way from the beginning. I'm halfway through season three. Um, like I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't mind a three ninjas style TV show where like the boys came back as grown men. Uh, and like, even like Mio came back. Uh, grandpa's not, no longer with us anymore, but it's like those guys came back and like, they were, they were just like fighting, man. Like that'd be, that'd be dope. That'd be dope if like they had like a, a adult three ninjas. That'd be awesome. I, I like that. I like that concept. Uh I like the last half of this movie. Last half of this movie is pretty cool. Uh like they kind of do like this uh game of death tribute. Like the kids have to fight their way through like different levels of ninjas. That's that shit was pretty dope. I actually like that. That's like my favorite part of the movie. That's like one of my favorite parts of the movie where like they go up from level to level because they, they get kidnapped by Koga and he puts them in a cell and shit, and then they kidnap grandpa, and now they gotta go fucking save grandpa, and, like, they escape, and, like, they gotta go through, like, three stages of fucking ninjas, you know, <laughs> like, like, they had a first stage of ninjas, then the second stage, then a third stage, and then, like, they go up top on the roof, and they gotta fight these three, not three, they gotta fight, like, these two big dudes, that's pretty dope, too. Like, it's a really... Fight scenes in this movie are really fucking cool. I like them. Uh, Tum-Tum. Tum-Tum's kind of useless in fights. <laughs> he really is. He's, he's not... He doesn't fight as often as uh, in the first one. Uh, I think it's because he's so small. The new, the new Tum-Tum's really tiny. And I don't think it would be believable that a grown man got beat up by a seven-year-old. You know, like, I don't think it'd be believable. I think that's what it is. They were just like, we can't, we can't do this. This is not believable. A fucking, because sometimes usually, sometimes they're just for like comedy relief, uh, distracting people. Because like he gets his licks in, but like he's he's not like having like all like a full on, full contact fight. Like Rocky or Colt or Mio, you know, you know, he's not having a full contact. Motherfuckers is hitting him and he hitting back. Fight like them three, you know, like he's just like there. He's like doing like fucking like tricky shit, and like he like hit he hit somebody in the nuts or like when like one of his brothers hit somebody or hit him in the face or something like that. Like just be real tricky and distracting and shit. Like he'll do that, but like. Him having a full-on fight, I guess they was like, that ain't believable. You see how small he is? <laughs> see how tiny he is? The dude's like, the kid's like fucking seven. A grown-ass man getting beat up by a seven-year-old. I can't believe that shit. But, uh, you know, like, dispension of disbelief, motherfucker. But, um, anyway, like, the, 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 the end of this movie turns into Indiana Jones, though. Uh, like, because, like, they go into the cave and all this shit. They kind of have, like, a good fight in the cave with the, with the, with the ninjas, uh, it's not as good as the one that they had in the tower, like, when they had to go up the stages and fight different ninjas, that shit was dope to me, but, uh, but, like, yeah, they kind of had a fight in here, too, they fight some ninjas in the cave, uh, we get an old man fight between Grandpa Mori and Koga, it's 
obviously stunt doubles because they're old, you know. But yeah, they fight, and at the end, the villain learns the errors of his ways and moves on because he's like, you know what, this ain't worth it. Fuck it, I'm moving on. I learn my ways. He's a Yakuza crime boss. I don't know how much he learned, but he learned his ways for some reason. He's like, he's not gonna fuck with Mori anymore. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> he's not gonna fuck. He got his ass kicked and uh and like the ki- the cave like came down and he was just kinda like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm moving on. Uh, the end of the movie is a baseball game rematch. That's kinda weak. Uh didn't give a fuck about it. Moving on. Overall, I had fun with this movie. I thought this movie was fun. I still laughed at some parts. Uh, the kids work well together. All four of all four of the kids work well together. Uh, the fight scenes are pretty damn good. Uh, the fight scenes in the first one are good, but this one, they, they up the ante on this one. Like they they doing some, they doing some real hardcore fucking fighting in this movie. <laughs> um, it has its faults. Like I said, the villains are pretty weak. Uh, the first half of the movie is the same old shit. You know, and the ending wasn't good. Like it, it didn't end. It didn't end strong. You know, like it didn't end strong. But so I give this movie a three out of five. Join me next week when I will be reviewing 2003's Daredevil. Until next time, peace. <laughs>